Blog Talk Radio. of the Pajama Party, our final uh, Friday in 2023. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Papa D. Daniel Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Woo! Yes, yes. Woo! It was a fight, but we made it. I know that's right. Woo! Mm. Knocked him out. <laughs> right hook, uppercut. Mm. We in here. All right, now. What you got for us today, Papa? Woo! Woo. I'll tell you what. Um... Let's let's go to um, what do you need nowadays to get a job? You know, I mean, I'm going to talk about it a little later, but I was in Walmart earlier today, and I tell you what, whew, the intelligence level on that joker was off the chain. It seemed like the bosses and the managers, you know, you don't even find them on the floor, but the people on the floor, the intellect is really low, and it's, I'm wondering how are they getting a job when their thinking metabolism is in the gutter? Mm-mm. How is that possible? And then you got the foreign entity of people being hired. No disrespect to them at all. I'm not Donald Trump, so I ain't going there. But I'm just saying that they half of them really don't speak a lot of English. And then I, I told a lady I was trying to find something, and, and she put it in her phone. She could, I had to help her spell it, and the word was so simple. I think I was spelling something like salt. Oh, my. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and I said, S-A-L. She put C. I said S A L T. She kept putting C. I said salt. She said salt, and and she's wearing a blue Walmart jersey, and she couldn't even spell salt. No disrespect to her, and no disrespect to her background or education, but damn, you're not even hiring uh, ex cons and people like that. You have such a bias on them, but who are you hiring? Mm. So I'm going with the roundtable to say, well, who are they hiring and how are people with such a low intellect getting jobs so easy and why are there no managers on the damn floor? They're in the office talking shit, swapping spit. Ooh. Anyway, what do you well, think, Red One? I think basically some of these places, like in that situation, the requirement for getting the job is to have a pulse Uh-oh. and be able to be upright. <laughs> upright. If you can be upright with a pulse, you in. Mm, and that's point. unfortunate because sometimes, you know, you get the people with the bad attitude, people that can't follow through, people that don't follow directions, people that want to cuss everybody out, people that's lazy, people that don't want to do the job. They're just trying to wait until payday to get a check. So I just feel like sometimes the requirements seem to be a pulse and being upright. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Mm. What you think, Kel? You using church finger to dismiss yourself now? I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with you. You're right. They need a body. That's exactly what I was going to say, but you you said it good. They need a pulse. Mm -hmm. Um, 
a lot of times, uh, well, like I said, I'm not taking away from who's coming in here. You know, different nationalities, foreigners are coming here. They need a job. They got to have somewhere to live, dissipated, whatever. But there's a language barrier. It's a big language mm. barrier. And if you can't understand what somebody's asking you, there is a problem. It wasn't a matter of spelling. She just didn't understand what you were saying, Papa D. That's all. Simple mm. as that. And her language, it could have been with a C instead of an F. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they they have they should have some requirements if you're going to be higher. At least speak some type of English, something. You know, not none. Because I went into a Walmart again. It was another state. And I had a particular item, and on the shelf it said one thing. When I rung it up, it was different. I asked the girl, could she get a price on it for me, and you know, how much it was, to check. She takes the item, go away, and she comes back. She doesn't have the item. I said, I thought you were going to check the item for me. So she calls over another woman because uh-huh. she didn't understand what the heck I was saying. Oh, boy. An older woman, and... She says, I said, can you check the price? She scans the price, and it gives me the same thing. You didn't go to the house and check. Mm. I said, that's what gal needed. <laughs> I don't need it. Yeah, never mind. Right. I'm no longer interested. Right. But if you are a manager or somebody, you, you, you I don't know, you need to have some type of uh, English skills or something, you know, to be in the United States. Yeah. That's just how I feel. I mean, I'm not saying that people who come from another place uh, there's nothing wrong with holding on to your own language right. and your own culture. Right. I think you should. Right. But I also think if you're going to be employed mm-hmm. in a place where people speak a language other than yours, right. you need to learn the language that the customers are speaking. There you go. Otherwise, you need to do something that's not customer-facing. Right. Because if you're in customer service or you're on the floor where people are going to say, excuse me, ma'am, where can I find this such and such? Right. Don't turn around and act like I know no English. Right. Mm. Well, I have a problem with that. Right. Because mm. now you're out here. I see you have on the store right. uniform. You're representing mm-hmm. that store. So I'm going to ask you for assistance. Yeah. Don't act all like I don't know what you're saying. Ask somebody like, else. Like your immigrations and shit. Yeah, I'm like, I ain't trying to get you know, line they get immigration. I'm no just English. trying to find out what aisle can I find a certain product. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to get in your business. Yeah, you almost got to do charades. You know. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I got, I ain't trying to act it out. I was, at, I was looking for toothpicks today. She didn't know what a fucking toothpick was. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. Hope no meat get caught in your fucking teeth. Anyway. Okay. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Let's get to the rundown, Kel. I know you got some good stuff for us. This is the last show of the year. Can you believe it? Mm. 2023 is about to kick rocks. Yes, it is. Woo! Kicking on down the street. Kicking on. All right, what you got for us? Um, Our in focus tonight, plane-carrying migrants from Texas um, diverted to Philadelphia. Also, uh, mayors renew... Please for federal help with migrant crisis. And NBA approves Mark Cuban's sales of Dallas Mavericks. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, cocktail of the week. We got a good one tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? Uh, weird news, of course. We have to lighten it up. Um, it was a loaded diaper, but not like you think. Also, um, the Webster 
uh, Dictionary um, is as confused about Santa's reindeer's names as us, and Lincoln's top hat stolen from bronze statue in Kentucky. Oh wow. I'm just saying with red wine, just be fair. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. Kiss it list and the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. This is Beyonce. No! It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the pajama party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh yeah, this is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to get in on the conversation. Or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout-out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on until 10 p.m. Eastern. So get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. All right, welcome back with John Party One Hills Papa Didi. I'm uh, here with... Uh, Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Oh, so why, darling. Our last show of 2023. How about that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You forgot who you were with, Pop? <laughs> you forgot who you were with? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about about to be Happy yeah, New Year. Okay. All right. Let's get in focus. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Adjust the aperture and get in focus. This is some crazy stuff here. A plane right. carrying over 200 migrants from Texas. Mm was diverted to Philadelphia International. A flight carrying 200 migrant passengers heading for John F.K. Airport, New York, was derived. I'm sorry, diverted to Philadelphia. The flight was uh, diverted due to weather, the Philadelphia airport confirmed, I bet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The plane originally took off from El Paso, Texas, and was en route to Long Island when weather in New York forced the flight to land in Philadelphia just before 8 p.m. City officials thought uh, some or all of the passengers were migrants, though there were no details on the exact number of people on the flight and their status. The passengers stayed on board until buses arrived from New York, arrived at approximately 10.30 p.m., and the buses carried them the rest of the way to New York City. Wow. So they got there. But because of the weather, went to Philadelphia. What, what do you think, guys? Think you think you know, the reason why they was? You think it was the weather, or you think think it was something else? I doubt you it. Think they were the weather. they were fussing on the phone, like, no, don't you drop me here? No, yeah, I'm gonna drop them here. You know, that ding, 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 ding. That's all that coordinated. You know, I mean, I don't understand how. I mean, we as Americans have to get to the airport three hours in advance. To right get an airplane on. to go somewhere. Right and how on. are you just packing people on the plane and just saying fly? And what about the merchandise and shit they carrying? Did you go through X-rays at all? Or oh, you didn't care? You said, "Oh, take that crap to New York." What's he got? Oh, he's he's got a he's got a Vulcan Strickler. 
The other guy got a machete. That's a good question. Oh, just go ahead. Yeah, just take it. Nah, take it, take it. Take it in New York. Did you take him through security? I mean, it's just, it's it's deep. And nobody's getting deep. And I'm, I'm going to talk about deep a little later, you know. But deep is really missing in the world today. I'll tell you right now. But it's interesting you said that because what if a few of these passengers in this group are involved in some crime or something in New York City? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, they you don't know what they're packing. We we got to be and checking. And they all got bags. And they, yeah. all, they all got bags yeah. and babies and everything. Right. I can understand the buses. Right. But when you put these people in the air, are you shaking them down properly? That's what I'm saying. I think they're just rushing on the plane, and that's it. That's the key word, rush. Right. They're just trying to hurry up and get folk from point A to B. Right. And, hmm. you know, not right. who's to say that they're not lying to these people where they're going? You on a oh, plane. we know that's happened. Right. Because some of these, uh, well, at least for the migrants, some of them have been told one thing, mm-hmm. and then they get on a bus right. and get shipped off somewhere right. and, and being told, oh, you're going to a place where you're going to get this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And then they get there and end up sleeping at a bus station right. for a week. Oh, but that's dumped. not what they were told. Right, or being dumped. Because mm-hmm. they've dumped um, quite a bit of migrants here to D.C. Yeah. And these, um, you know, anywhere uh, where there's a democratic rule, it's crazy. Which doesn't make any sense because no. people are people. No. What difference does it make? There's still Republicans here, right? So, oh yeah, yeah. Send them That's to what Chicago, I'm saying. Philadelphia. They're telling these people, oh, we're gonna put you on this bus, and then when you get where you're going, they're gonna have hotels for you. It's racially and this motivated. And, that, and the kids can go to school, and they make it sound like you're going to the land of milk and honey. Don't worry about a thing. So, uh, and these, that's not where necessarily the way it ends up. Right. So where are they coming from? These migrants, they coming across the border and then they're... Yeah, they're coming over what they call, you know, the southern border, which is which is the, the southern aspect of Texas. You know, Texas really borders, you know, the whole Mexican right. southern area right there. But they're not just Mexicans. Because, mm-hmm. see, you know, when you're in a region, you can travel in a region. That's what I tell people all the time. When you go to Europe... You might as well go to Spain and Italy and, and all these places. Now, when you go to other places like, um, um, what am I speaking about, Ireland. Mm-hmm. Ireland is considered the North Atlantic. Right. So when you're in Spain, Italy, you know, Rome and all that stuff, that's the Mediterranean, just like the United States. But then when you go to the North Atlantic, that's over here. Mm-hmm. So don't go, don't go, if you're going to go to Europe, go for at least two weeks. And if you're going to fly into Rome, Italy, then go over to Spain and check out Barcelona, you know, or places, you know, that are alongside the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. You can even go to Egypt. You got a couple of days to fuck around in Egypt for a minute, excuse mm-hmm. my language, mm-hmm. you know, or, or whatever. But what, what, what I'm saying is that it's the same way with Mexico. The people in Mexico, it doesn't mean that the people that are in Argentina and all, because all these people are below the Mason-Dixie line that belongs to the United States. Mm-hmm. So they're all coming from, um, wow, Costa Rica. From everywhere, Venezuela, Costa, Costa Rica. Rica. They're because they can Central travel America, within their own compounds. And then they get to the line. Right. And that's where your boy, what's his name, the governor of Texas? Uh, Abbott. Abbott is. Mm-hmm. And he's oh, shit, here they come. All right, as soon as they get over the water, because they can't stop them. Mm-hmm. And they got a plane. Now, how the hell are you putting people on planes and automobiles? Mm-hmm. Who's paying for the fuel? Mm-hmm. Who's paying?
paying for the and people are texting the complaint. Must be some private investors, I guess. I don't know. I don't want them here, so we're gonna ship them out. Yeah, but that you, you're not gonna stop it. It's not stopping the bleeding. But you know what's interesting to me, talking about the the way that these this week, the last two weeks, there have been like human caravans of people coming in from south of the border. I mean, it. Look, I I was saying to somebody looking at it on the news, it reminded me of a civil rights march, mm. like when they went over the uh, what was that bridge? The bridge. Pet, uh, the pet, uh, Pettis, 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 Pettis. That's what it looked like to me. There were just thousands of people with the children, the babies strapped mm. to them on their shoulders and everything. And why are they leaving the country now? Because they have nothing, and they're being persecuted. They got gang violence. They got so much craziness going on, dictatorship. They have no jobs, no opportunities. They got nothing. And a lot of their family members are here mm-hmm. that came over 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So they want to follow their lead. See, a lot of people, and a lot of people that, are, that came over 30, 40 years ago, they're congressmen now, mm-hmm. and they're CEOs now. Mm-hmm. They're big bosses, and as soon as they get up there and they make it, now they become American citizens. Yeah, I came over with my parents as an immigrant. Okay, so why the fuck you stopping people that's coming over the same way your your yeah. grandmama did? Mm-hmm. They came across the same river and everything, so now it's, you, oh, oh, we got to stop that. But you didn't stop it back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't understand. I don't See, when the gang started taking over to the point where the police can't even do anything about it, right. that's when people start saying, I got to get out of here. Yeah, but that was always the case even 30, 40 years ago. Yes. But people got through because But it's of, gotten even worse now. Because the borders were easier to penetrate, and people got up here, yeah. and they just infiltrated. Because, because the poverty attention. is so bad, jobs are few and far between, right. and it's to the point where people can't afford to do anything. Mm-hmm. You can't live, you can't prosper, right. you can't do anything. Kids can't get a good education. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so much lack. Right, I guess. And due to that, and then you got to deal with the violence, right. the, the the rape gangs. It's so much wild Never stuff. Been an opportunity and opening. people are like, it's no point in hanging around there. Right. So folk are trying to find a better life for their family, oh, so they're like, look, they're willing to get on foot and mm-hmm. walk for weeks mm-hmm. to try to get to America. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is now they're going through Mexico, because mm-hmm. when you're coming from Central America, right. you head north, you hit Mexico before you get to the U.S. border. Mm-hmm. So when they hit Mexico, now the United States administration right. is trying to get Mexico to do something more mm-hmm. to try to improve either process people more mm-hmm. or filter it more or do right. something. Right. And the U.S. is like, look, we're doing what we can do, but mm-hmm. we need Mexico to help out a little more. Gotcha. And Mexico is kind of like, I don't know what you want from us. Mm-hmm. We can't stop it. So it's sort of like a crazy. a standstill, but mm-hmm. the migrants are moving. Right. So you got all these people, about a thousand to thousands. But I'm thousands. on Diddy. How are y'all able to put people on a plane and just dump them? That makes no sense that's, at all. This should be a law. I thought people, they would, you know, the lawmakers were trying to pass a law. You can't do that. What airline is it? Who's the pilot? Yeah. Are there any, uh, are there any uh, is it, what do you call them? They call them stewards back in the day. What are they? Uh, flight flight attendants. Attendant. Are they flight mm-hmm. attendants? Are they serving them water, beer, cocktails? I, mean, what the I hell? hate to say, I bet I bet you they travel like slaves, mm-hmm. packing them in there. Yeah, I'm sure that probably. 
and that plane probably stink like full four stinks. That's what I'm saying. They not well, I got the next in focus that kind of continues with this discussion. So let me get into this. All right. This one is about the Democratic mayors are renewing their pleas for federal help with the migrant crisis. So you got the mayors of Chicago, New York City, and Denver have renewed their pleas as of this past Wednesday for more federal help and coordination with Mr. Crazy Abbott, uh, Governor Abbott in Texas, over the growing number of asylum seekers that are coming into their cities by bus and by plane, as you just mentioned. Now, these mayors are requesting that um, the mayor's requests come as U.S. cities have struggled to manage the increasing number of migrants sent from Texas and a few other states. Uh, the Republican governor, Greg Abbott, uh, you know, he got that busing operation. So far, he has transported more than 80,000 migrants to Democratic-led cities since last year. His administration recently stepped up the practice and started chartering planes. Now, the mayors, the, the Democratic mayors, sharply criticized Abbott, Abbott and his effort. To, um, and his efforts saying that buses arrived at all hours of the night outside of the designated drop zones with no details, like you said, Kettle, no details about who are these people, any information. Like you got names, you got a law, you got a list. I mean, you just send a plane with a plane full of folk or a bus full of folk, and we don't have any details. So the mayors are saying we cannot allow buses with people that need our help to arrive with no warning at any hour of the day and night. Yeah. And that was uh, New York Mayor Adams said at a virtual news conference with some of the other mayors. He said this not only prevents us from providing the assistance in an orderly way, but it puts people who've already suffered in more danger. Now, Chicago. And that bus didn't travel nonstop. Yeah, the it bus had to stop stops a bunch of places way. to get from Texas to to New York. Right. There ain't no nonstop joint. No. And all them people, what they behave yourself, but did they get off at other places? See. How many got off at the destination? How many said, "Fuck it, where are we now?" Well, you're in you're in uh, Savannah, Georgia. Fuck it, let's get off. What the hell? They're not trying to reach the destination. Mm. They already crossed America. Right. So how many was on there? Now, Abbott don't care that he put 80 people on there and only 40 people arrived. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right. it's... Well, Chicago has cracked down on so-called rogue buses with lawsuits, fines, and tickets. So in recent weeks, buses have tried to avoid these penalties by making unscheduled drop-offs in the suburbs, forcing local officials and authorities to step in. Because they had laws saying if you coming into like downtown Chicago and we don't know you coming, we're gonna hit you with fines and penalties and tickets and this and that because we ain't fitting to have it. So now what the buses are doing is saying, well, to duck that, we're gonna drop people on the suburbs so we don't get hit with the fines if we bring them into the city. Like in Waukegan or something. And, like that. Yeah, it's like getting even more out of control. So that's forcing local officials and authorities to have to step in. So they said recently one bus unloaded migrants overnight at a gas station in Kankakee, 
which is about 70 miles outside of Chicago. And more than 26,000 migrants arrived in the city in Chicago just since last year. So Adam said New York City is probably going to have to put in the same kind of rules as Chicago. And, you know, he's saying, look, the buses need to only arrive between 8.30 a.m. and noon on weekdays at a single drop-off site, or you're going to face fines and lawsuits, and the buses will get impounded. So you're not going to take that bus back. You come in the wrong time in the wrong place. Well, who owns the bus from the bus. beginning? I don't know. See, but he said that if you mess around and you come outside of what we said we would allow, we're going to keep that bus and hit you with a fine. So they said in New York there's been more than 161,000 migrants just since the spring of last year. Hmm. That's a lot of folks. So, you know, of course, they're asking Biden to do more with federal funds and expand the work authorization so that the migrants can get jobs legally and all that kind of stuff. But, of course, Mr. Governor Abbott down in Texas, his office is saying that he's going to continue to take what he calls historic actions until Biden's administration secures the border. So basically he said, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing until Biden tightens down the border. There you have it. Sounds like a threat to me. But that's what Abbott is doing. And there's mm-hmm. other governors that are following his lead. Mm-hmm. It don't make sense to me. No, I don't. Well, I always say that this two will come to pass. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So. Abbott is old as hell and he's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So go, go and get your stuff off. Mm-hmm. But 20, 30 years from now, he'll be like Chris Kringle before he turned into Santa Claus. Okay. Well, woo-wee. Okay. All right. What's your in focus, Papa D? Uh, NBA unanimously approved uh, Mark Cuban's sale to Dallas Mavericks. He's getting about that He's game. He's selling it? Yeah. Yeah. They approved I thought that was his people. No, yeah. he's he's on Shark Tank making money. Yeah, he's on. He's different, doing he's his on thing. Different tip. Yeah, he's on different oh, things. Yeah. And that okay. that's becoming a burden because you got all these different prima donna players, and the money and the cap cap space and all that jazz. And he's just like, yo, give me give me three billion and let me go. That's you know? how much it is. Probably so. Look look at the the, the what is the Redskins the the Washington uh, six point five six point five billion. So please. That's a lot. And they were and they were aristocrats. Imagine a legitimate joint. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the uh, multi-billion-dollar sale of the Dallas Mavericks to Las Vegas, the, the Las Vegas Gaming and uh, Entertainment Group, was approved unanimously by the NBA Board of Governors on Wednesday. The Las Vegas Gaming and Entertainment Group. They gonna buy it, all right? That's not now, that guy win, is it? That's a different. I'm not thing. sure, uh, but anyway, LeBron James was trying to get a franchise, a basketball franchise, to Vegas. So I don't know whether mm. or not the people that brought this is gonna to try to get to Dallas to move to Vegas. Mm. But Vegas is growing by leaps and bounds. But the one thing I don't like about Vegas is the fact that it's desert. Mm. You know what I mean? And you don't have the 
you can build all the stuff there, but you don't have that normal irrigation that you have somewhere else. And you can pay for irrigation. You can pay to have a proper toilet that's sitting on top of sandbars, but it's still a, it's still a sandbars, it's still a toilet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I'm just saying, you know, when you, okay. you in life you got to look at the core of things. You know, we can redo things and butter it up, but look and see what the basics is. So the sale of the Mavericks, uh, the sale of the Mavericks uh, minority owner, uh, majority owner, uh, Mark Cuban, to the Las Vegas Corporation headed by uh, this person's name is uh, Marilyn Adelson and uh, Savinia and Patrick du- Dubin. So it's, it looks like it's a married couple and another guy. Mm, and they're, they're receiving a 29.0 vote, easily clearing the three-fourths majority required for the ownership sale. Mm. A person familiar told our reporting partners at the Dallas Morning News the sale price was between 3 and $8 billion. Wow. And three and nine being franchise franchise uh with the uh with that, that particular family controlling seventy seven percent. And Cuban re- and Cuban's gonna retain the re- the remaining twenty three percent and operational control of the Mavericks. So he's he's oh. just giving up the leadership. Okay. So it takes the the state of Texas has already been friendly to our family and we are look forward to being able to uh Repay their kindness, which is uh, that person named Marion uh, Adelson said in a statement Wednesday. I'm excited to spend time cheering on the team and getting to meet members of the uh, my passionate fan base. The sale, as it terms, ended the nearly 24-month minority uh, interest Cuban held since buying the Mavericks for $285 million back in 2000. Wow. He made a killer profit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he sold up the people, sold up big time, mm-hmm. and it's still going to take control because they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm going to get, that's going to be one of my stories tonight mm-hmm. based on somebody else. Okay. Anyway, the sale of the team ended to nearly, uh, well, no, no, I read that already, but uh, Patrick uh, Dorman, who said it in a statement, the new ownership group is committed to a long-term success with the Mavericks. We look forward to working with partners with uh, Mark Cuban and other people in his group to help get the franchise uh, in the right direction and build a championship city in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. You ain't getting past the Denver nope. Nuggets because you ain't getting past the Lakers. I was going to say, how how they been doing? They all right. I mean, they got that guy, uh, Adonis. He's unbelievable. And also, well, the guy's there, too. Uh, probably used to play for the for – the, um, Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving. Oh, that's where he is. Also, yeah. I've heard of him. Yeah, they got a, they got they a got pretty good team. Players. They got okay. a pretty good team. Okay. All right. We'll see where it's going to go. Well, at least he got 23%. Shit, he's still going to be making money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, I'm not stupid. Yeah, he said, don't cross And best for ownership. No, and like I said, I'll speak on it earlier about that whole ownership thing, which mm-hmm. will blow your mind, the similarities of this situation. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, let's keep it rolling. You ready for the cocktail? Sure. All right, come on with it. We need one. I know that's right. Oh, Happy oh. New Year's to everybody. It's time uh-uh. for the cocktail of the week. Miss <laughs> Cattle, what you got for us, Cattle? This is called the Champagne Cocktail. Just sweet and simple. Okay. The classic Champagne Cocktail isn't just for New Year's Eve. This drink is welcome anytime you want to feel a little fancy. Whether you're hosting a, a swanky soiree or you're wearing pajamas and watching the movie. 
So you need at least some champagne, Prosecco, Cava, or another good quality um, sparkling wine. Um, so we have one teaspoon of granulated sugar or one sugar cube, Papa Didi. Uh, three to five uh, dashes of bitters, Papa Didi. Uh, four ounces of champagne or sparkling dry wine. A uh, long spiral lemon zest for serving. Oh, yeah. So okay. we're going to combine the sugar and the bitters in the champagne flute. Add a splash of champagne and stir it gently to combine. Yes. And then pour in the remaining champagne and garnish with the lemon zest. Mm-hmm. That is a champagne cocktail. They're sweet and simple. Okay. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. I think I'll have one. Okay. We got the good. Okay. That's how you gotta go get the champagne. All right. <laughs> All we need is the champagne. Yeah, we got everything in. All righty. Well, that was good. Thank you, Kevin. You're All right. Over to you, Papa Didi. Well, I tell you what. What's um, Papa? There's a lot, Papa. There's All a right. lot, Papa. Well, what you got? Pick, pick one and let's go. Uh, you know what? I just want to get deep for a minute and let the world know that uh, racism exists all over the world. Wow. And um, I mm. think that anybody that's uh, you know, there's a lot of different shakeups going on. There was a guy named Mark Jackson who used to be the coach of the uh, Golden State Warriors. And for some reason, he fell out with the owners, and they brought in Steve Carr. But he brought all them players in there, you know, Steph and everybody, Draymond, brought all of them together. And then they, they hired this white coach, Steve Kerr, to hold it down. But uh, Mark Jackson was one to put that team together. And he brought, you know, Steph and all them there. Anyway, ESPN had a big shakeup lately, and Mark Jackson was let go as one of the NBA analysts, you know, doing the different uh, basketball games. And one of his partners uh, became a coach of one of the teams in the NBA. So it kind of broke up. So people have been dogging Mark Jackson for years only because he didn't get along with some of the stuff that the owners of the uh, Golden State Warriors said, so they kind of blacklisted him. And it's so damn sad because what gets me is, like I, saw, I said a couple weeks ago, I don't like when people think that they have the authority based on their money and their position and their power to blacklist anybody because deep down inside, we're all God's children, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you happen to get rich in life, then that's just a luck and a benefit that you have. But you still walk this world like everybody else does. You put your pants and your drawers on one leg at a time, right? If somebody could show me a different way to pull out their Johnson and take a piss, then, then turn me on to it because I want to see some new fancy shit. Okay? Now, what I'm saying is that we take power and we give it the privilege that sometimes it doesn't deserve because... People that have power must be fucking exhausted because sometimes there's a term been out a long time ago that said that it's lonely at the top, you know? Mm-hmm. The top could be a real lonely place. It really can be because you have to understand, me, myself, I'm a real humble person, and even when I rent a car, for example, and I go in an area where I see some people that are, you know, Caucasians more or less, that may be showing some envy toward me because all they see is my blackness. They don't see who I am or maybe the success I have or the happiness I enjoy. All they see is material things that I project on the outside. 
So they may see me in a nice-ass car, but that car is a fucking rental car. Not even mine. But the first thing they'll see and say is, uh, who that Negro think he is, right? And you can have a nice Lexus that belongs to fucking Hertz or budget. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they don't know that because they don't see that. They see what they don't have. And the one thing you can't do, you know, envy is a deadly sin. And I think that sometimes we're so exuberant envy that we don't know how to. So I don't really put it on front street. If I'm driving something, I wait until, you know, white folks go indoors before I get out the car, you know? Or if I see them come out the building first, I let them do their thing and hoop and holler and do what they do in their white privileged world and let them do their thing and let them drive off. And then I come out with all my nice shit, you know, and get in my nice shit and do my thing. Because the last thing you want to be nowadays is surveillance by people that envy you because it can be dangerous because you'd be surprised how people don't realize how you would, wouldn't realize how people would just kind of just do you in based on envy. Envy is a deadly sin. Out of all the sins in the world, envy is the fucking worst. Believe me, if somebody envies your ass, there's nothing they would do to, to get even with you or try to, and you're not even thinking about it. How many people have been carjacked or robbed or hit over the head because of envy? Envy goes down to kindergarten. You can have a child that you dress it real nice, but the bully whoops his ass because he's got nice clothes, and the bully is, you know, in a situation where their parents can't afford that shit. So what they do to the guy dressed nice in first grade, five years old, they whoop his ass. That's the only alternative they have to a little five-year-old and his mother dressed him in some nice suspenders and a little beanie cap and all the fancy shit, they whoop his ass. And he come home at the end of the day with an ass whooping and the mother say, what happened? Well, they bullied me. You know, because they didn't have, and that's envy. It could be from 8 to 80, blind, crippled, or crazy. It don't matter. If people envy your ass, they will dog you out. But getting back to the whole situation so I can close on this, that whole situation with everything going on today with racism, it's a mess. Between Mark Jackson, you got the guy, uh, Sean Payton, the the the, um, the coach of the Denver Broncos. He's dogging Russell Wilson now, claiming, oh, I didn't hire him. The last coach hired him, so we're going to get rid of him. They benching him for the rest of the season. Now, right. now, wait a minute now. Sean came in from the the what do you, what do you call it the the uh, from New Orleans the Saints the Saints he was the Saints coach under uh, the quarterback they had for a long time he was suspended for a year because he was attacking people so he's got a reputation as damn so and last year when he watched the Denver Broncos lose last year. He talked about the coach like a dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, he ain't shit. He was lousy coach. How's another coach going to talk about another coach? Another white man talking about another white man. So Peyton threw himself under the bus before he got hired. And the question is, when it comes to the new Denver Broncos, just like the, the Dallas Mavericks, what does Walmart know about a football team? Mm. The people that brought 
the Denver Broncos last year is oh, the Walmart family. Sure now, what the fuck anything. do they know about football? So they they went they hired a coach who was lousy, and they brought in Russell Wilson. They brought in a black man and thought that he was going to be like Mister Step and Fetch it and step them free. Mm-hmm. But when he didn't, but when he didn't deliver, now they hired this guy, Sean Payton. Now he's coming in like he's a new white savior. Now, he already talked about the last coach because they sent him back to the Jets. Mm-hmm. And t- because he, he, he's a Aaron Rodgers boy. Now, he's, oh, he wasn't shit, he wasn't shit. So the <laughs> white man told the white man, damn, why are you going to talk about me on national TV? So Sean Payton had to bury his head in the sand because he, one thing you don't do in life, he defaced it, white people. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, he came in this year <clears throat> and he had a bad season. So what's he do? He throws Russell Wilson under the bus. Oh my God! Russell Wilson, who's a Super Bowl champion, married to who? Sierra. Sierra. They got more money than money could have. They doing all right. I just hope that Russell Wilson don't let this shit go to his head. If they want to get rid of you because Sean Payton then went to the Walmart family in the office because white folks going so size of white folks. Mm-hmm. Sean, Sean went up to the white people in the office. Look, I'm going to get rid of the nigga because I didn't hire that nigga. When I came here a year later, that nigga was already here. So why don't we get rid of that nigga so I could do better? Because, see, come the draft in April, all these new niggas is coming out of college. They got four new, in fact, a black man just won the Heisman Trophy, a brother that plays for LSU. Nigga, good as hell. Okay? Mm-hmm. He just won a Heisman Trophy. So maybe we can get that nigga. Or the nigga that plays for USC. Or the other nigga here. We got niggas all over the place. We don't need Russell Wilson. We got niggas everywhere. Mm-hmm. And this is how the owners of Walmart and Sean Payton is trying to cover his ass because he had a fucked up season. Wow. This is how he's talking. So they're going to kick Russell Wilson at the end of the season to the curve. Mm. He's going to sit back with her. So now when the slave trade, as Red Wine always says about the draft, comes up in April, the Walmart people got more money than anybody. I spent $100 on them motherfuckers this morning. Okay? They get you. They get you. Now, when they go to the draft, Walmart, owning the, the, the Denver Broncos, who got more money than anybody, will have all the Negroes they want to choose from. Mm-hmm. So tell me what's the difference in that in 1835 when they had the black folks on a slave trade. Same thing. Butt-ass naked off the boat. Titties hanging, asses out. Same dicks same. hanging. And they just looking at them from head to toe, butt-ass naked. Oh, you got a nice dick. She got a nice ass. She got nice titties. I'll take her. I'll take him. What's the difference in football and slavery? What is the difference? The only difference is that they pay these people. That's yeah. the only difference. And then they get rid of them when they want to. Yep. They kick but they'll them to mess the up your reputation. But see, the one thing that people do that got power, they will fuck it. I'm going to close on this, honestly. They will fuck up your reputation because they're way up here somewhere. Mm-hmm. So they'll let the shit roll downhill. Remember that term? Mm-hmm. Where did the shit roll? Downhill. downhill. So Russell Wilson right now, at the end of the season, is going to have a pile of shit on his face that he's going to have to put a windshield wiper to get that shit off. But the owner, the Walmart boss, the owner, ain't going to feel none of that shit. Because he's so blanketed with ass kisses around him that he's got a, a big-ass windshield wiper that fans all the bullshit away. Hmm. So stay tuned. Follow Russell Wilson. I hope that he gets back with his wife and they continue to love one another 
and don't let take that football shit so fucking serious. I like Russell. Well, I hope he comes with the commanders. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they need him. That's right. Go somewhere you're going to be appreciated. Right. That's right. Commanders. Why the fuck did he go to Denver from the damn beginning? Come on. Really? Money money. Yeah. Money. yeah, but sometimes the money ends in the book. Sometimes about the money, and he wanted something different. He wanted to change. Yeah, well, he. So, yeah. I wouldn't have fucked with a brand new team owned by Walmart. You don't know shit about football. Anyway. Well, yeah. I, but, I, but I, didn't Walmart take them after Russell, Russell Wilson took the contract? No, was, no, oh, he before, came with before. them. Okay, I Yeah, he, they okay. brought him in first. Okay, okay. And his coach, other coach, okay. I forget his name, but they both, they got rid of him. Because okay. they don't want nothing on, they don't want the blood on them. Right. Get rid of coach, right. get rid of quarterback, fuck it. Well, speaking of weird, it's time to get weird. Anyway. That's weird. We're going to keep rolling? Oh, we gonna, yeah, we're going to keep it rolling. All right. So let's get to the weird news. We got a... Uh, Oh, you trying to take a break? Yeah, I'll take a little CC. Yeah. Oh, okay. We need to be yeah. fresh. Oh, okay, because I was ready to keep it rolling. Yeah, we need to be fresh. I'm always ready to keep it rolling, but all right, they want to take a break, y'all. So let's take a quick break, and um, we're going to come back on the other side of the break with the weird news on the Pajama Party Show. You are listening to the original Pajama Party with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle. You can listen to us on Deezer, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So sit back and get your favorite cocktail and listen to your favorite pajama party crew wherever you get your podcast, because we are everywhere. Party on our final show for 2023. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay. <laughs> about that? Damn. Oh, Let's boy. Those on behind the scenes, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Now is the time that I can get weird. Go ahead. All right. Thank you. Bonsoir. Merci beaucoup. All right. Weird news. I'm first. I want to go first. You got Okay. This one's out of New York. This story says it was a loaded diaper, but not like you would think. Mm-hmm. Security officers found 17 bullets concealed inside a disposable baby diaper Wednesday at New York's LaGuardia Airport, according to the Transportation Security Administration. What is going on? Officers pulled the otherwise clean diaper from a passenger's carry-on bag after it triggered an alarm in the x-ray machine at the security checkpoint. Security officers found 17 bullets, oh boy, concealed in the baby diaper. Uh, According to the agency, the passenger initially claimed he didn't know how the bullet-filled diaper ended up in his bag. Hmm. 
Later, he suggested, my girlfriend must have put it there. And he knew nothing about it and threw his girlfriend under the bus. The TSA identified the passenger as a man from Arkansas who was ticketed for a flight to Chicago's Midway Airport but did not disclose his name. Now, the Port Authority police cited him for unlawful possession of the 9mm ammunition. But those were 9mm bullets in the baby's diaper. Now, back in January of 2021, officers at a security checkpoint intercepted 13 bullets hidden in a Mentos chewing gum container inside somebody's carry-on bag. Now, those bullets were mixed in with pieces of gum, according to TSA. The passenger who was charged with unlawful possession of ammunition, claimed that the bag belonged to their son. So you see how people put on some people will throw somebody under the bus. Somebody so this guy threw his girlfriend under the bus and then back in twenty twenty one that person who got caught with it in the Mentos gum container threw their son under the bus. Mentos. Mentos. Now, you know, if you got it mixed in with the gun, that was deliberate. I mean, come on. Okay. All right, I got the next one. Let's see. All right, what you got? Oh, we're feeling the Christmas spirit here. Webster's Dictionary is as confused by Santa's reindeer names as we are. All right. See if you can follow me here. The dictionary had some tough questions, especially about Vixen whose name can also mean a sexually attractive woman. The folks behind the Merriam-Webster Dictionary apparently want to have some words to Santa Claus, mostly about the names that he gave his reindeer. Mm-hmm. But this dates back to 1823. That's the 1823 point. Okay. Um, there's Dasher, which means one that dashes, Dancer, which means one that dances, and which means one that walks or moves in a spirited manner. Okay. Okay, so fine. Reindeer might reasonably do all three of these things. Okay. But some confusion crept in with vixen, a word that Webster noted can mean a female fox, Mm. a shrewswish, ill-tempered woman, or a sexually attractive woman. Yeah. Vixen means, like, sexy. Excuse me. So why would Santa name vixen? Okay. Mm -hmm. So Webster found it slightly easier to understand why Santa might name a magical reindeer comet, both fly, so sure why, why not. So Cupid's name uh, caused more head-scratching for the Webster Dictionary. Um, it also is the name of a Roman god of erotic love. Cupid? Cupid, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, in mythology. Yeah. Okay. So the dictionary had no notes for the final two reindeer, Donner and Blixen. <laughs> Since their names are based on the Dutch words for thunder and lightning, which is pretty metal. Hmm. So the names of the eight main reindeer first appeared in the 1823 poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, mm-hmm. a.k.a. it was the night before Christmas. You guys know that? Uh, went all through the house. The yeah. mice were running wild. And all <laughs> So maybe Webster is better off directing his questions to the estate of author Clement Clark Moore. That's, I guess, that's Santa Claus. Is that who wrote it? Yeah. Oh. The author, Clement Clark Moore. 
I never knew who wrote that poem. Mm-hmm. All I remember is the, the first couple of lines. So it was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even, not a, even mouse. a mouse. Something about the stockings or hanging by the something chimney with care and hope that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Right. After that, I don't remember. I mean, 1823? I mean, hey, I don't know. Maybe he was, they found no reindeer. They was something else. That's true. Mm-hmm. And and then later on, they put reindeer. Yeah. Probably so. Uh-huh. I think so. My question <laughs> is, when did the reindeer start flying? Because <laughs> here, as a, you know, regular deer mm-hmm. or reindeer, I don't believe, well, I guess they're supposed to be magical, so. Yeah. So. Maybe that's when the flying part came. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Over to you, Papa D. What's your weird name? All right. This What's happened in Louisville, Kentucky, okay. and I'm not surprised. <laughs> What's right. happening? Abraham Lincoln's top hat is missing from a bronze sculpture along the Ohio River in Louisville, Kentucky. The sculpture, uh, Ed Hamilton uh, posted photos of his artwork at the Waterfront Park on Facebook on Saturday and said someone stole the hat from the sculpture. Hmm. Ain't that a blip? You did say a bronze sculpture, right? Yeah, bronze sculpture. Uh, well, obviously no cameras facing it. So. But how is it movable? What, the hat itself? Yeah. Well, it probably it's just, it's probably uh I hear it on top of the head, so... But it's bronze, isn't it like... Okay, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. I'm trying to understand. He said they had to be a stronger deter- than determined to pry, like I said, the bronze from the base. Good grief, he said. All right? So Metro Louisiana police uh, told news outlets that the online report had been filed with the department and they're asking anyone with information to call an anonymous tip line. Mm-hmm. All right? It's a 12-foot, 6.3-meter statue of Lincoln that sits on a on a rock looking out at the Ohio River. It was dedicated in 2009. The top hat had rested on the, on the rock uh, beside the former president who was born in rural Kentucky. So the top hat had rested on the rock. It wasn't on his head. It must have been on the rock. Okay. So hey, Park it wasn't officials, on his head? Yeah, it wasn't on his head. It was on the rock. So Park officials reviewing the video recordings to see if they could spot any suspicious activity. You know, but now they're saying that because in most cases, when they look at the video and the person that did it is white as snow, you know, they usually don't, you know, oh, we're continuing to try to, no, we're not going to release the video, you know. You know what I'm saying? So my question oh. is, what are you going to do with a bronze top hat? If it's made out of bronze, that sucker's got to be heavy. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, the person's Like, mind. the effort it took to get that bronze hat off of the statue, and then what are you going to do with that it? That person could have been a state of mind. It could have been his own little... You know how people still mascots and stuff like it's that? Still, I mean, yeah. there, there must be a reason for it, you know, behind it. That's what I'm saying. I don't what know. What are you going to do? I'm just thinking, like, but what you going to do with it? 
That's like people, like you said, that steal street signs and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, what you going to You might put it in your house. You turn in the basement. They got everything. They got U-turn, stop, no turn on red, (laughs) all on their wall. Uh, I mean, I've seen people make furniture out of some of those signs. But, you know, tables and stuff like that. But anyway. Anyway, yeah. You can come up with some stuff. You are red wine. What do you think? Oh, I... I I I think let's take a little CC. Yeah, okay, let's do it. We take a CC. Okay. And then we'll come back. What I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. On the Pajama Party Show, our final show of the year. Hi, this is Papa Didi. If you haven't heard of the Pajama Party, you're missing out. We got hot topics, hidden quitter headlines, what's popping with me. Weird news, I'm just saying, with red wine, living for the city again with me, the Hollywood rapper of the kettle, the cocktail of the week, the world's famous kissing list, and of course, the last word. We serve up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 914-803-4306. Or listen at www.apajamaparty.com and also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One of those Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, Rewind, you ready? Yes. Here's Rewind, what I'm just saying. Do your last one for the year, Rewind. Okay, you know what? My last I'm just saying for the year is just be fair about it. Mm -hmm. This involves the movie The Color Purple. Now, it's not really about The Color Purple, but The Color Purple was involved in the situation. So... During a screening of The Color Purple down in Greenville, North Carolina, 60-year-old Bishop William Barber, y'all might know him, he's a civil rights activist. His thing is really about uh, trying to do what's right to try to stand up for poor people. Every time somebody's doing civil rights, he's like, but I got to stand up for the poor. So that's his thing. So this brother is 60 years old, brother uh, Bishop William Barber, civil rights, okay. He showed up to go see the color purple down there in um, uh, Greenville, North Carolina, with his 90-year-old mother to see the color purple at, it was an AMC movie theater. Mm -hmm. Now, Bishop Barber has a severe type of arthritis. Walking for him is a struggle. He uses two canes to walk, and he carries his own chair everywhere he goes because he has a chair that lets him sit up higher so he can get up when he's ready to make a move. And he's never had a problem carrying his chair everywhere he goes. He said, whether I go to the White House, the Black House, the Blue House, whatever house, I carry my chair so that I can sit comfortably and not low. So, you know, because of his disability. Mm-hmm. So this particular time when he got 
to this AMC theater down in Greenville, North Carolina. He brought his chair, as he always does, to the movie theater. But he was told, no, you can't bring that chair up in here. So Bishop Barber explained to them about his disability and that I cannot sit in these low chairs because of my condition. So he was told, well, you can't have that chair in here because it's a potential fire hazard. And the issue was for him, he said, look, I'm sitting in the section of the movie theater for wheelchairs. So what's the issue? I'm sitting in my chair where a wheelchair would be. I'm just saying, y'all, just be fair. What is the problem? Mm. It wasn't a wheelchair. It was his chair that sits up. He was with his 90-year-old mother. AMC, this flunky he was talking to, was like, no, no, you know, it's a fire hazard. You can't do that. That chair got to go. And if it's a problem, then you and the chair can go. Mm. So it got a little ugly. They went round and round a few times. And finally, the theater staff told Bishop Barber, you and your chair, like I said, is a hazard, so y'all got to go. So <laughs> eventually the police showed up after being called for a so-called trespassing situation. Oh, my God. So Bishop Barber ended up asking an assistant to stay with his mom so she could enjoy the movie, and he and his chair left the theater. Again, I'm just saying, AMC, what is up? Can't y'all just be fair? It was a movie viewing. He was in the disability section. Why couldn't he sit in his chair? Hmm. So anyway, fast forward, once the story hit the fan, AMC's chairman and CEO... Adam Aaron telephoned Bishop Barber and said, I want to meet with you in person in Greenville, North Carolina next week to discuss not only that situation, but let's talk about all the good you've done in the community in the past and what you've done to help the poor people in the community and the yada, 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 all of that. I mean, that's all cool, but the CEO says the typical response We're going to review the theater's policies, and we're going to get with our teams and make sure that this doesn't happen again. But isn't that what all discriminators say once they get busted? Whether it's for disability or skin color, discrimination is discrimination, and it got to be called out every single time. The best thing for everybody to do is to go to a manager if you got a special need, whether it's for a disability, if you got a, a vision thing, a seating thing, a, a walking thing, or whatever it is. If you got a situation, don't talk to these flunkies. Go to the manager. And then you don't have to waste your time with these little unintelligent, uninformed flunkies. Now, even though the CEO apologized to Bishop Barber, this situation should have never happened. Now, there is, of course, an urgent need for concrete steps to ensure accessibility in all the theaters across the nation 
is properly addressed. But all I'm saying is, come on, AMC and all the movie theaters, just be fair. That's all I'm saying. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, just be fair, y'all. I mean, can't we all just enjoy the movie in comfort and in peace? That's, that's my last thought for the year. Let's just be fair. Nobody should have to fight to see the movie. I mean, that's what she said in the movie. All my life I had to fight. Can't we just go see the movie and relax? Why we got to fight just to see the movie? Come on, AMC, get it together. That's what they do. They try All to... this, oh, he apologized. I'm so sick of apologies after the fact. Right. How about y'all just do the right thing on the forefront, and then you don't have to apologize after the fact? That's all I'm saying. Wow. That was a good one. Um, can I comment on that for a minute? Go, go for it. Um, first of all, I think AMC or the theaters, they just don't have no policy in place. I guess they were thrown off guard when the guy brought in the chair. Like, oh, shoot. And true, granted, I think it might have been a fire hazard because if somebody would have tripped over him, but he was in the wheelchair section. Exactly. So what's right. the difference, right. whether it was a wheelchair or right. his chair? So it's not like he was sitting in the middle of an aisle. Right. So you want him to come in with a wheelchair? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. wheelchairs, as you know, sit lower, unless it's a custom-designed wheelchair. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, you know, either make provisions for people like that or, like I said, just... Or how about if that flunky had just said... Well, we don't normally allow that. Right. Let me go check with my manager. There you go. That's what they should have done. Yeah. Instead of you tangling with a bishop, right? why don't you just tell the bishop, hold on a moment. Right. Let me go ask my manager right. and see what the policy is and get an okay for it. The manager might have been worse. Well, might have been. But I'm saying at least right. the manager would have had the final call Correct. and not the funky flunky. Right. Mm. But... Anywho. Yep. All righty. All right, what's up next? Okay. Living for the city is up next. What's happening in the city, Papa D? Well, you know what? I'm going to put a cap on all this. Oh, uh-oh. Because that, that was a perfect segue on That's what I was saying earlier. Remember when I was talking about Walmart? Uh-huh. Okay. Now, Talk about I'm not talking about Mom, Mark, the leaders and all that Russell Wilson stuff. I'm talking about my experience in Walmart this morning. Uh-oh. What they do? Let the church say amen. Amen. Now. Amen. I was in Walmart. I ain't yeah. going to say the area it was, but I'm going to say the county it was. It was Prince George County. Uh-oh. All of a sudden, I said, you know what? Let me get up early and get a jump on it. And let me go in Walmart at a time when I'm going to get a nice parking space. Everything going to be cool. New Year's Eve is coming up, and I'm going to pick up a few crucial things I need for the new year. And I'm going to join about 9 o'clock, right after, you know, the pharmacy opens up at 9 o'clock. Okay. If you get a Walmart at 7 o'clock in the morning or so, or 7.30 or quarter 8, something like that, if the pharmacy's open up, your ass been there too long. Time to get the fuck up out there. <laughs> Because soon the pharmacy opens, shit going to break out. Hell going to break out. Because everybody come up in there. Anyway, 
About 9.15, boom, lights go out. Mm-hmm. Boom. Right. Emergency lights come on. What? And most oh my black folk in there, mm-hmm. instead of simply saying, wow, lights went out. But the, the emergency lights came on immediately. But, you know, your typical, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What the hell? Oh, oh damn. Lights come on, and if you, oh, I need my glasses now. Now, the emergency lights are just as bright as regular lights. And motherfuckers say, I need my glasses. And then you got the church going, Christians walking around saying, oh, my God, Jesus help us. When these lights going to come back on, Jesus? Jesus, when these lights going to come I'm like, bitch, it's 9 o'clock on a fucking Friday morning in Walmart. What are you screaming for Jesus? Will you call Jesus when you need him for real? Oh, my God. Lights went out. It wasn't even dark in there. Anyway. Man, it's tripping. Now, all of a sudden, like you said about the movie, all of a sudden, we're still walking around shopping. Because, you know, when you're in Walmart and you got to get a few things, you're in there trying to do some strategy shit, right? right. You try and get the best price, mm-hmm. find shit you're looking for. At the time, I'm looking for some shit for my New Year's Eve party. So I'm looking for bitters and sweeteners mm-hmm. and all kinds of shit that got to do with making me a good drink at midnight on the 31st of goddamn December. I'm looking for all this fancy shit. Mm-hmm. So I got all this fancy shit in my car. Now, here come a little... Like you say, what'd you call the person at the at the movie? The little idiot. Oh, a flunky. The flunky, right. Because that's what they put on the floor. All these like what what is what is what is Hillary Clinton call uh Trump's Ooh. people? Fucking degenerates. Mm-hmm. Remember she called them all oh, Trump's degenerates? I guess mm-hmm. she lost the election with that line. But all these monkeys come up that are employees that are just employees. Got no authority of anything. Hell, barely speaking, you say, come to me, oh, you got to take your car to the front. We Everybody has to leave out the store. You got to take your car to the front. Bu, 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 bu. I got all my shit in there. I never left out because I know the people in there. I've been going that joint for years, so I know people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I stood on the side by the beauty salon and by Subway. I just hang on the wall. I'm waving <laughs> at the employees. How y'all doing? Hey, how y'all they doing? It's me. It, they putting people out, and I'm hanging by. Anybody say shit to me. Because you wasn't taking my car because I had some strategy shit in there. All the shit I put for the last hour and a half going through there to try to get my stuff. Anyway, all these little nincompoop-ass employees that they send out. I ain't seen their manager nowhere. See, that's the problem today, what you were saying about the movie. Managers are in the fucking office shooting the breeze or fucking or whatever they're doing. Okay, but they ain't on the floor doing nothing Everything that's got to do with maintaining shit. They put the idiots out there, and they don't teach the idiots nothing. Like we said earlier in the beginning of the show, they hire idiots that don't know jack from shit. Okay? They don't know nothing, and that's by design, because they don't want the competition. It's like George Bush sent, George, remember George Bush Sr.? Yes. Remember his vice president? What was his name? Fucking Dan Quayle, that was his name. Who knew him? Oh. Nobody knew his ass. But he wanted an idiot motherfucker to be his vice president. George Bush Sr., vice president name was Dan Quayle. I said, who the fuck is Dan Quayle? We don't know. That's why he only did four fucking years. Anyway, now, getting back to Walmart. <laughs> All these fucking idiots is going around pushing people's carts out. Now, everybody puts their carts to the side because everybody... Then all of a sudden, I look up. And now the employees are all starting to take merchandise out of people's carts and putting it back on the shelf. 
I said, wait a minute. I thought y'all wanted these people to put their cart in the front of the store and go outside and then come back so they can finish shopping. These jokers are taking mostly the clothes and everything. They taking them back to the clothes area. Then people, I can understand taking the produce out because that shit going to get, you know, Mm -hmm. water and milk and orange juice. These motherfuckers taking clothes off. I said, what the fuck are y'all doing? What the fuck? Wait a minute. I said, once corporate finds out, once corporate, wait a minute. Once corporate finds out that the the Prince George County Walmart has have failure, somebody's going to be on it. Because, see, one thing about the managers, they get off their ass when the shit hit the fan, right? Oh, yeah. Now, all of a sudden, oh, shit, the motherfucker in the yeah. back of his dick sucked. He put his fucking pants back on, pulled the zipper and shit. The girl is getting fucked in the ass. She pulls her skirt back down, pulls her drawers up, and she goes back to work. Everybody's doing adverse shit that they ain't supposed to be doing. Now, got to go back to work, right? Yeah, if money's being lost. Everybody being lost. Hey, a corpus on them. What happened? They said we've been down for 40 minutes. Money ain't going in Wells Fargo. What the hell? going on? Well, no. I don't oh, know. I was in the back fucking. I was in the I back. Don't I don't know. I was in the back. Who was that on the floor? Well, the 25 idiots you put out there this morning, the little Jackson <laughs> shit, and they're fucking taking people you told me to go to the front. They going to the back. They putting people's shit back on the shelf. People outside in the parking lot bitching, complaining. It was a fucking fiasco. From 8.30 till 10. All of a sudden, lights came on about 9.30, but now the computer's got to come back up. Lights come back on. Oh, now everybody God. walking, oh, yeah. yeah. Lights back on. Lights back. But the computers ain't working. I said, okay, the computer got to rebuild itself. Everything got to be rebooted and put back online. You had a front row seat. I'm, I'm looking at all this shit, saying, look at this fiasco. And I'm actually about to get this motherfuckers $150 at the fucking cash register. Y'all should be paying me. Ooh. As dumb as y'all are. I mean, it was just crazy. Too much. But the moral to the story is this. <laughs> these stores and these corporations, these multi-million dollar corporations, yes, they yes. hired the idiots. They hired the foreigners. Mm-hmm. They hired everything fucking destitute they can. Mm-hmm. And then the managers... They're under their fucking spell. When you're going to be a manager, they get a little thing, you know, a chain. They take the chain from around their neck. They got a little heavy piece of metal on it, and they fucking hypnotize the fucking managers. You are getting sleepy, sleepy, <laughs> sleepy, sleepy. And they put them motherfuckers to sleep. They control them motherfuckers. Is that what they do? Hell yeah, they control them. So now you got the hypnotic fucking managers overseeing the fucking idiots. It's some crazy shit. It's the crazy shit in the world. And it's unbelievable. I cannot believe that this world is operating like that. And it's like that with T-Mobile. It's like that with Verizon. Call T-Mobile and try to get a new phone. Call Verizon and try to pay your bill. Try to call electric company. Call Pico. Call fucking uh, Apple. Call call Xfinity. Call anybody trying to change your cable shit. You get you got the food network, got ESPN. You want ESPN? Got to give up the food network. But if you keep the food network, we can give you, we can give you fucking TMC. How about that? You want MTV? How about that? You want that? Well, you can't get that without getting that. You want all that? It's going to cost you $300 a fucking month. What? <laughs> it's crazy. The fucking world is completely fucking Ooh. crazy. From T-Mobile to Verizon to Xfinity to AT&T, all of them are butt-fucking us without the pleasure of brand-name Vaseline. It's a goddamn thing. Have mercy. I'm out with that. Okay.
I'm done. Lots of fucking mice. I'm done. Okay. I'm Down done. here wilding out. Does anybody see the world like I see it? I agree with you. I'm quite sure there's a lot of people that do. The world's no, I agree change. with you. They are taking us for a ride that we didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. And all we got to do is I complain. I feel like I'm being taken on a ride that I didn't not complaining ask because for we're preoccupied. I'm being made to pay for You know it. why we're not complaining? Because we're preoccupied with politics. And a bunch the of government runs there. the fucking scenario. Whatever the scenario is doing, if Biden is fighting Trump, we can't do shit but sit back and watch. But you know what else we're preoccupied with? Who's dating who? Who dropkick who? Yeah. Oh, what show is Taylor on? Swift is fucking Who's Chelsea. Doing this? Chelsea uh, Who's followed who on what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got our attention on so much other crap. Like Aretha Franklin said, who's zooming who's zooming who? who? All right, we're going to keep it moving. Yeah. Mm. It's time. Are we going to keep it moving? Uh, I'm not. Do y'all a... need a break? Because Kettle's ready for the Hollywood wrap-up. You ready? Huh? I'm ready. She ready. She What's that yeah. dance that Tiffany Haddish does? She ready. Let me do that nay-nay. She ready. All right. Do the intro, Papa D. Let's do it. You ready for it? Fuck it. Here we go. Let's go. Come on with Hollywood. Hollywood. All right. Hit Take it. it away. All right. Sit back and buckle up. Mm-mm. The color purple. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The holiday box office hit in the first week of the release. Bam! The musical adaptation of Tony winning Broadway show grossed $18.1 million Ooh! from a 3100, over 3,100 theaters on Monday, making it the second best showing ever for a film premiering on Christmas Day. Since Sherlock Holmes, thanks. They brought in twenty four point six million. Really? Sure. Two thousand nine. That's what I said. That was in two thousand nine. I didn't know that. Color Purple edged out Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which uh, potted uh, ten point uh, six million, and is one of the slowest starts uh, of the DC um, the cinematic universe. That uh, series. Oh, okay. Uh, so, all right. Um, I'm going to see it on Saturday. You guys going to see it? Any I haven't gone yet. I do want to see it. Okay. All right. All right. I'll probably end up waiting until next year, but I'll go see it. Next year. It's going to oh, be on tag on the screen, on TV, oh, buddy. So if I wait too long, I'll be able to see it on <laughs> uh, It's nothing like, it's certain things you just have but to see. But you know see. what? I do want to see it yeah. on a big screen. Yeah, yeah. It's certain things you yeah. just have to see it. Okay. Um, also, uh, this is a good segue talking about uh, Taraji P. Henson. The outspoken uh, revelation by Henson sheds light on the uh, pervasive undercompensation of black women in Hollywood. Well, uh, Henson has never been one to mince her words, and during the press run for The Color Purple, the award-winning actress spoke candidly about the pay disparities for the black women in Hollywood. She goes on to say during a conversation with Gail King, she um, broke down in tears when she recalled a moment when uh, she contemplated leaving acting career. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, I'm just tired of working so hard, being gracious in what I do, being paid a fraction of the cost. Um, this isn't the first time that Henson um, has spoken out about the uh, disparities, the payments um, for her roles. Like in 2019, um, she wanted $500,000 for the curious case of Benjamin Button. She was excellent. Oh, yeah, yeah. She only received 150000 for the Really? Yes. 
Cheetah Wasn't Brad, wasn't Brad Pitt in that movie? Yes, he was the top movie, you know, person out there, the star. But she, at that particular time, because she talked about it, she really wasn't well known. This, I think she just moved to Hollywood, had a kid, yada, yada. And she wasn't well known enough at that time. But she's done. She's been in this business of twenty years, about twenty years. So it's it's time for her. Mm-hmm. So she's been talking about that quite a bit. Uh, they claimed that her and Oprah had a riff about it because she was talking about it on the tour with uh, uh, the color purple. But oh, that uh, explains the body language. Oh, there was some weird body language during their tour, uh-huh. where people were commenting about how Oprah was touching. Everybody else, but never touched her. Gotcha. Where they, she was taking pictures, and Oprah's hands was on everybody, but with Taraji, she just stood next to her. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Okay. So mm-hmm. somebody pointed that out. Yeah, somebody pointed that out. Mm-hmm. Several people. Interesting, here. interesting. And Monique shit ain't so far fetched. Oh, well. Watch out now. Well, you heard it from me. That, that, the look. <laughs> well. Another color of another horse. Um, Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he was found guilty of assault and harassment of his former girlfriend during domestic dispute. He was acquitted on two other charges of aggravated uh, harassment and assault charges. Um, they deliberate. They deliberated for four and a half hours before reaching a guilty verdict. Um, his girlfriend uh, still has faith. Well, I'm sorry. He's his 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 attorney still has faith in the the uh, justice system. Um, this trial began December 4th after alleged domestic dispute occurred between ma- uh, Majors and the former girlfriend. Um, he had pleaded not guilty to misdemeanor charges of assault and aggravated assault. The dispute involving the former couple began in the back seat of a chauffeured car and then on the streets of Manhattan. You know, Big Brother, he watches all the time. Mm-hmm. So the girlfriend accused Majors of hitting her in the head with his open hand, twisting her arm behind her back and squeezing her middle finger until it fractured. During the trial, text messages, you know, visual stuff and text messages kind of got him messed up. Um, Actor admitted of being physically violent towards his former girlfriend. Um, This was in a separate assault charge. Uh, Why wouldn't he admit to that? And, you know, they had Texas going back and forth because um, he wanted her not to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. but her injuries were so severe that she needed more pain medicine. Uh-huh. So she was going to lie and say, you know, she had fallen or something like that because I guess he didn't want that out there because, you know, he was getting ready to do what the comic, DC Comics or the yeah, Marvel thing. He had Marvel going on. They dropped him on on on, oh. on two films. So yeah. they already dropped him. Yeah, so it was unfortunate. So uh, they're gonna be lucky if he ever gets booked again. Yeah, well they're gonna sentence him on February the sixth. So we have oh my what God. happens after that. And he was such a good actor. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, personal life does intertwine with that. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I haven't heard his name in a while, he suffered a fall during a concert in L.A., resulting in a broken hip that required hospitalization. The former Lakers star accidentally tumbled to the floor, leading to the hip fracture. Um, He's 76. He's faced health challenges before. 2020, he shared his battle with um, prostate cancer. 
2009, he built, rebuilt his diagnosis of a chronic uh, myeloid leukemia, type of blood cancer. So he, he's gone through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, dang, he's 7'2". Mm. Really? Yeah. He I thought he's tall, but I didn't know he was that tall. 7'2". He started in the NBA. Do you remember what year, Papa? Mm. What year did um? What year did he start? We probably we weren't even born. I don't think. Really? Wait a minute. When did he start? Do you know, Papa? Who was that? Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar started in basketball. I would say in nineteen seventy-three. He started playing NBA in '69. Ouch. With the Milwaukee Bucks, Damn, Milwaukee but is best known for his key role in L.A. Lakers during the dominant Showtime era in the 80s. Wow. Uh, securing five NBA championships for that team. He stands 7-2 for distinctive goggles. I remember that. And held the NBA's all-time scoring record for 39 years till LeBron James surpassed it in February. Mm-hmm. A six-time NBA MVP also a social activist and writer. Kudos to him. But okay. Hopefully a speed of recovery. Um, also, the um, 81st Annual Golden Globe nomination have been revealed. Longtime Hollywood stars Cedric Entertainer and Wilmer um, the Derma announced the uh, contenders on Monday. Among the top nominees was Barbie. They secured nine nominations. Wow. I mean, that movie was... said Barbie? Barbie, yeah. Why? Leading the pack, uh, Christopher Nolan's um, Oppenheimer, uh, Eight Nods, and The Color Purple, based on the Broadway version of the story and backed by Oprah, surprisingly missed out on a nomination for Best Film, Musical, or Comedy category. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Yep. I don't get it. I just don't get the whole Barbie thing. <laughs> Oh. I, guess, I guess you have to see the, the film, Barbara. Yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. It's, it's really? Fun. Did you get it's, it? It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it, it goes through different phases. And right. It, it had a good storyline, I think. Yeah, it had an interesting storyline. I was just going to watch it because Issa Rae was People assumed that it was, you know, a certain way, but then they explained the girl who really saved it, though. What's that girl's name? America? Mm-hmm. Oh, Ruby America. Betty. What's yeah. her name? America something, yeah. 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 She yeah. kind of yeah. saved the movie, really. Okay. Because okay. she brought a different flavor in it and explained okay. what it was all about. Okay. Well, the um, Golden Globe premieres on the CBS um, on Sunday, January 7th. Okay. The double, 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 double. Movie. Also, Terrence Howard. He's in the news. I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, he's been real quiet. Yeah, he he's suing his uh, former agency. Uh-oh. Uh, taking legal action against his former agency, CAA, citing breach of uh, fiduciary duty, constructive fraud, and fraudulent representation. He says that he's accused him of prioritizing its interests over his and raised concerns about conflicts of interest in the industry suggesting the lawsuit might be a death blow to his career. Uh, He said he trusted the CAA to look after me, and they look after themselves. Uh, It sounds like that they were double-dipping in certain things in in his money. The actor alleges that the CAA 
while representing producers Lee Daniels and Danny Strong, failed to act in his best interest and secure a highly salary for his role on the Fox's Empire. Oh. The complaint contends the CAA served as the packaging agent for the project, wavering uh, its standard 10% agency fee. So they it sounds like they try to package him up with other actors or producers or whatever, mm-hmm. and he just wasn't getting his he just due. His money, okay. Right, he was he was paid initially uh, per episode one hundred twenty five thousand. Uh-huh. Uh huh. For the per pilot. episode, this was the pilot agreement when they first started. Oh, okay. And if it went on to go further, he wanted more money per episode. Okay. Um, the uh, the details actor renegotiated his per episode fees by double in 2016, but claims his overall compensation remained below the standard for lead actor in a highly successful show. He com- uh, compares it with Kevin Spacey and um, John Hams, House um, of Cards and John Hams. Yeah. They were making 450000 Oh, I'm sure. But those are white men. Right, you know how Hollywood is. Right, but I'm saying if you want to discriminate, you know, CAA, well, he has a, he has a legit, uh, you know, lawsuit. Yeah. At least come in the medium somewhere. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah. So, well, I'm just saying that's the bull crap that they do. Right, we'll see how far it goes. And last but not least, uh, Megan Markle, she's acting for a coffee campaign. Coffee. She was featured several times in a recent advertisement for a coffee company years after hanging up her acting shoes in 2017. She invested in this coffee company um, called Clever, and she's been doing, she's a co-founder with uh, Hannah Mendoza, uh-huh. and they're doing like little um, um, different things um, on this particular um uh, uh, not episode, but it's like a commercial. Oh. It's on Instagram, and she appears several times. So she's the co-founder with uh, the Hannah Mendoza. Wow, lady, the ex princess. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll hey, whatever works. Hey, and also Kevin Hart files a lawsuit against Tasha K and former assistant for extortion. Whoa. I thought they have been talking about that before, but I guess he decided to go ahead and file it. Okay. That was some extortion stuff a long time ago. So they trying to get his money, huh? Right. So the lawsuit states that the YouTuber demanded a six-figure payment and threatened to release a tell-all interview with his ex-employee if they don't pay. Wow. Okay. I think they're just going to settle out of court and keep moving. What y'all think? <laughs> that would probably be best. Uh-huh. That's right. What are you going to do? Just okay. settle out of court. So that's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right. You had all the views this week. All right. And so that's the last Hollywood wrap-up for 2023 Pajama Party. Right. All right, Papa D. That takes us down to the world-famous Kiss It List. Can you tell the good folks what is the world-famous Kiss It List? What is that that's for the last list. time this year? That's the people that shot themselves in the foot over and over again. Mm. Marjorie Taylor Greene, all the rest of the Republicans. Wait, you're uh, supposed to just say what is the kiss of this <laughs> before you say who's on it. Okay. Mm. All right, so that's what it is. All right, now, who's on the kiss of this? 
Well, I got Walmart, Prince George County. Oh, Lord. All right. <laughs> okay. You got Walmart, and you already mentioned Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm. Um, I, I can't remember the woman's name, but there was the woman who killed, gosh, who did she kill? Was it the woman that killed her mother or killed what? somebody and got out of jail sooner than I think she should? No, her, what? her, uh. Who did she kill? Did you hear that case? Kill somebody. Was somebody local? Killed her husband or something? It, somebody close to her. I don't know. And then she got out way sooner than I thought she, she should have got, got out. Ten year bitch came out in seven years. Yeah. What? Uh, I can't I can't remember her name right now. You're not talking about the Bobby lady, are you? No, not her. This was uh, uh the mother was claiming that she had some kind of cancer. And everybody was giving her money and everything. Yeah, it was a bunch of lies. She but didn't have that cancer and it was it. collecting money. It was a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah, it was a mess. So everybody connected with that bull crap, they're on the kiss it list. Wow. I'm putting uh, Governor Abbott in Texas on the kiss it list. Mm-hmm. We're putting people on buses and planes, migrants, sending them all over the place without coordinating it. I'm putting Kanye on the kiss it list for that crazy apology to the Jewish community. Did you see that? No. Or read it. Why was that even necessary? Kanye, now after all this time, you talked all that stuff, now you want to come back. And then he posted it in, uh, what was it? Not Arabic. It was in something that was not English. Right. He posted it in something non-English. So you had to translate it or whatever. And I'm like, dude, it was in Hebrew. That's what it was. He posted an apology in Hebrew to the Jewish community talking about he didn't mean any harm and yada, yada. I think he did that because um, somebody Jewish works for him or something. Well, he's getting ready to drop a new album. I'm like, so now you want to get your album out, so you want to put your apology out front. Boy, sit down. Yeah, please. Just sit down. Yeah, just sit down. Um, all these lying politicians, Trump, definitely. Your boy. Yeah, put him on the kiss it list. Uh, anybody else? Okay. Everybody on the entire kiss it list for 2023. <laughs> if you made the kiss it list, you're on it again one last time. Um. The person who put the bullets in the diaper that got caught in the airport during the kiss it list. Mm -hmm. The person who stole Lincoln's bronze hat in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. You're on the kiss it list. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that's all I got. Uh, AMC Theaters, at least the one in, in, um, what was that, Greenville, North Mm -hmm. Carolina. You're on the kiss it list. That's all I got. Anybody else? Anything else? 45? Else? Anybody else? 40, yeah, you said 45. All right. Well, for the last time this year, we got something for them. And here it is. Kiss my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. You can just kiss.
All right, welcome back to the John Party One Hills Papa GTM Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Mwah. It's time for the last word for the last time in 2023. Papa Didi, you're up first. What is your last word for 2023? Mm. Make it a good one. Thankful to survive it. I mean, I know that's right. uh, You know, it's it's a rough world out there. From the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed, it's a rough world. Everybody out there is tripping for. And, and also in Walmart today, a girl was driving, driving through the parking lot like 40 miles an hour. Whoa. Like a maniac. Car all wrecked up where she didn't crash into shit, I'm sure, somewhere else. And she probably didn't have no insurance and everything. This is a mess. It's a mess out there. Be careful. It's rough. Be careful. Everybody's tripping for whatever reason. Hmm. You know, blame any problems on somebody else's ass. Anyway, hmm. all I got to say on that. Well... My last word for 2023 is let us leave behind the pettiness, the foolishness, the craziness. Let us leave that in 2023 and take something positive into 2024. Because 2023 was a wild year for many, many reasons. So let's just kind of like baggage, like that baggage thing I saw where they show all the baggage that gets left and then they sell it if you don't claim your stuff at the airport. They sell that crap. So let's treat some of the crazy just like that baggage. Leave it. If you don't want to claim it, let's not claim it. Let's not claim the petty. Let's not claim the anger. Let's not claim the hate. Let's not claim the racism. Let's not claim all of the bull crap. Let's leave it on the turnstile at the airport. Let that joint just circle. And let's go into 2024 with, like Patty said, a new attitude. Mm-hmm. That's my last word. Wow. Over to you, Cattle. What's your last word? I don't know if I can top that, but that was a good one. Uh, Peace, love, and happiness. Al Green, that's what he's saying. Love and happiness. That's what I'm talking about. If we can get back to those days, hey, <laughs> We'd be so much better. I know that's right. Um, these young folks, I say it all the time. Y'all need to figure some shiggity out. Um, the man, D.C., he need to get us together. Stop worrying about these developers and get some time and money and resources in these young folks. I have to say, Marion Byrne was here. God rest his soul. He invested his time in the youth. He did. He really did, and I, I, I have to respect that. So, Miss Mary, uh, Miss Miss Mayor, you need to get your stuff together and figure some stuff out, and just be peaceful, have some love, and some happiness. And I think we'll be a better world. That's my last word. Amen to that. All right. So hey. Happy New Year, everybody. Don't get out here in that crazy. It's just another year. So let's not get out here and lose our mind and lose our life. Take it easy. One, two, three, one, two, three, right? That's what they said. 1231. What is it? 12, one, two, three, one, one.
Pajamaparty.com and uh, all our other podcast places you can find us. That's right. And good night. And good night. And we'll do it again next year. Happy Initiating year. shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Aravatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. No, no.